0: There was no sign that anything was wrong. It was just an ordinary terraced house on an ordinary Wednesday afternoon in April. It had a long, narrow garden, like all the other houses in the road. The one to its left had been neglected for many years. It was overgrown with nettles and brambles. At the far end, there was a plastic sandpit full of sludgy water and a child-sized goal that had been tipped over. The garden on the other side was paved and graveled, with plants in terracotta pots chairs that the owners folded up in winter to store in their shed, and a barbecue under a black tarpaulin that would be wheeled into the centre of the patio for the summer months. But this particular garden had a lawn just cut for the first time this year. White blossoms shone on an old twisted apple. The roses and shrubs in the borders had been pruned back so hard that they were like sticks. There were ranks of orange tulips near the kitchen door. There was a single trainer. With its laces still done up under the window, empty flower pots, a bird table with a few seeds scattered on its flat surface, a couple of empty beer bottles by the boot scraper. The cat walked up the garden, taking its time and pausing by the door, head lifted as if waiting for something. Then it deftly inserted itself through the cat flap and entered the kitchen, with its tiled floor, its table, big enough for six or more people and its Welsh dresser, which was really too large for the room and was cluttered with china and odds and ends. Tubes of dried-out glue, bills in their envelopes, a cookery book opened at a recipe for monkfish with preserved lemon, a bald pair of socks, a five-pound note, a small hairbrush. Pans hung from a steel rail above the cooker. There was a basket of vegetables near the sink, a dozen more cookery books on its small shelf. A vase of flowers that were beginning to droop on the windowsill. A school textbook opened spine down on the table. On the wall was a whiteboard with a to-do list in red felt pen. There was a half-eaten piece of toast, cold, on a plate on one of the surfaces, and a cup of tea beside it. The cat dipped its head delicately into its bowl on the floor and ate one or two granules of dried cat food, wiped its paw over the side of its face, then continued through the house, out of the kitchen, whose door was always open, past the little lavatory to the left, up the two steps. It sidestepped a broken glass bowl and walked around the leather shoulder bag lying in the hallway. The bag was upended, its contents scattered over the oak floorboards. Lipstick and face powder, an opened pack of tissues, car keys, a hairbrush, a small blue diary with a pen attached to it, a packet of paracetamol a spiral-bound notebook. A bit further on, a black wallet splayed open, a few membership cards dotted around it, A.A., British Museum. A framed print from an old Van Gogh exhibition was tipped to one side on the cream wall, and on the floor, its frame cracked, lay a large family portrait, a man, a woman, three children with broad smiles. The cat picked its way through the debris and walked into the living room at the front of the house. An arm lay outstretched in the doorway. The hand was plump and firm, with nails cut short, and a gold band on the fourth finger. The cat sniffed at it, then gave the wrist a cursory lick. It half climbed onto the body, in its sky-blue blouse and its black work trousers, digging its claws purringly into the soft stomach. "'Wanting attention, it nuzzled against the head of the warm brown hair "'that was greying now and tied back in a loose knot. "'There were small gold studs in the earlobes. "'There was a thin chain and locket round the neck. "'The skin smelt of roses and something else. "'The cat rubbed its body against the face and arched its back. "'After a while, it gave up and went to sit on the armchair to wash itself, "'for its coat was matted now and sticky.' Dora Lennox walked slowly back from school. She was tired. It was Wednesday, and she had double science last lesson, then swing band in the after-school club. She played the saxophone, badly, spitting notes, but the music teacher didn't seem fussy. She'd only agreed to go because her friend Cam had persuaded her, but now Cam didn't seem to be her friend anymore, and whispered and giggled with other girls who didn't have braces and weren't skinny and shy. But bold and curvy, with black lacy bras and shiny lips and bright eyes Dora's.